The following Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, February 20th, 2023. The woman in your life will do what she must do To comfort you and calm you down And let you rest now The woman in your life, she can rest so easily She does everything you do because the woman in your life is you Hello everybody and welcome to Women's Spaces. My name is Elaine B. Holtz and I'm your host. With me at the board is my friend, my partner, engineer and co-producer Ken Norton. Good morning, Ken. Good morning, Elaine. Four special guests with me this morning. Joining me in the studio is Swantel, excuse me, Chantel Reese and her daughter Lila Pinero, who's 13 years old and who's uh, going to be participating in a fashion show, and we're going to be talking about that. And the fashion show is going to be a program that's going to be uh, put on by our national uh, NAACP, our Sonoma County chapter. And uh, so Chantel will be providing information about the Sonoma County chapter, the NAACP, and an event that is happening uh, on Sunday, February 26th at 4 p.m. at Piner High School Auditorium in Santa Rosa. And like I said, the event is being put on by the NAACP, and it's their special program called the Youth Works Program. Is that correct, ladies? Youth Works? Also joining me in the studio is a dear friend of mine, Sydney Davenport. She's a songwriter and president of the Prayer Chapel Singers, and she's just absolutely wonderful, wonderful group that sings in all the local uh, events here that happen in Sonoma County, and I'm happy to have her granddaughter, 10-year-old Anya Davenport, who is participating also in the fashion show, and we'll be talking with Anya and Layla about uh, asking them to give us an idea of what the fashion show entailed, and how were they impacted, and what, what is so important about this uh, fashion show? I mean, why, you know, why do these young women want to participate, and what, what are they going to be getting out of it? So I'm really excited about having them in the studio. You know, it's amazing. You know, our youth is our future, and it's wonderful when we make programs available for them, especially programs that help them to raise their self-esteem and show them that they really are beautiful young women. You know, just I'm just so excited to have them. I mean, being a, having a 10-year-old and a 13-year-old in a room is just is so inspiring for me that we're passing this message on to to young people. Anyway, you know, as we know, February is Black History Month, and Black History Month recognizes and honors important people and events in the history of African American history. In 1926, noted historian Carter G. Woodson originated the idea of Negro History Week. Woodson chose the second week of February because it marked the birthdays of two Americans who were greatly influence the lives and social conditions of African Americans. Now, what's so interesting about this, one of the people is former President Abraham Lincoln. Amazing. And then abolitionist Frederick Douglass. I mean, two people, a white man and a black man, came together and created 
what we know as the Civil War on some levels, you know, but brought together people that we wanted to end this horrible, horrible thing called slavery. And, you know, it does. It takes a whole village. It really it really does. And the tradition of, of what became black history greatly influenced the expansion of academic scholarships and the corresponding recognition of the rich history of African Americans. This theme for this month for this Black History Month 2023, and I love the theme, is Celebrating Black Resistance. Why do I love the theme? Well, I went back to school when I was 30 years old, and that was in uh, 1970. And it was at the time with the Civil Rights Movement, all these things were, were going on, and it created in me a new awareness of what African-American people went through. I mean, I had no idea. You know, I come from a middle-class background. You know, I had a failed marriage, and all kinds of things are happening. Suddenly, I end up in school, going back to school at 30, and all this stuff is happening, and all these things around black history, uh, 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 Spanish, uh, Hispanic history. I mean, all these different classes were happening. You know, they're trying to take these classes away. But you have no idea the impact that those classes had on me and students. I mean, just all of a sudden, I hear I come from a family. My mother's a first-generation American. We come from pogroms that were attacking villages and killing, you know, killing Jews and saying, Jews, get it out of our country. And here we come to the United States of America thinking we're a free country and it's all these wonderful, wonderful things that are made available. And all of a sudden, we start finding out the history. You find out what happened with slavery. You find out what happened with the Native Americans, how they were slaughtered in this country. All these different things start coming forward. And you begin to understand what was happening and the resistance that was happening. And the idea of freedoms of speech. I remember Malcolm Epps speaking and saying, you know, we have First Amendment rights. We have a right to speak out for our freedom, for our equality. So it's an amazing time, and it's an amazing celebration. And I really, really encourage people to start looking at some of the black history because when you start seeing what people accomplish, you go, well, our country would not be the country if it were not for all these different people that came over. The Chinese came over to help build railroads. You know, African Americans built the White House itself. I mean, when you start thinking about it, I mean, we are a nation of integration, And we need to understand that. You know, that's what's so unique about our country. We're not just one religion. We're not just one type of restaurant. You know, we're not just one type of people. That's what America is so, that's what's so important about America is that we are a variety of people. You know, in God's garden, there are many colors. You know, and we certainly show that. And we have to start living the American dream. And I believe the American dream is not that we're going to have a house and five cars. I believe the American dream is is that we all have the freedom to live together in peace and harmony with our differences. That's what the American dream is to me. So, I mean, that's a lot. That's a lot to think about. But, you know, that's what, that's what Women's Spaces is all about. Hopefully, we're going to be thinking about all these different things. Did you have to say something to me, Ken? Yeah, I need to schedule. Pardon? Oh, you want your song? I need to give Ken his schedule. (laughs) You know, we're alive and well here. Well, you know, you know, lots of things going on in our county, particularly around celebrating Black History Month. And on Saturday, uh, February 18th, there was a special fundraiser for the Black Student Union at Santa Rosa Junior College. And it was a group, uh, my friend uh, Davian... Uh, 
God, what's Damien's last name? I can't remember right now. But anyway, they put on a very important event, and they honored several people in the community with uh, different kinds of awards. And I, I was really impressed by this, so I thought that I would just announce the awards and talk a little bit about it. Um, the host of it was, like I said, it was uh, Damien Savage. I believe his last name is Savage. And he has a program, and they decided to do something at the Hot Monk here in Sebastopol. They decided to do a kind of award ceremony and honor uh, five African-American people in the community that they felt were doing really some really good work. So I'm going to acknowledge and do a shout-out, a shout-out to all these wonderful people. The first person who received award was Reverend uh, Lee Turner, and I love Reverend Turner. He loves our lemons. <laughs> we give him lemons every year, but he is just a fabulous man. He's the pastor of the Santa Rosa Baptist Church, and he received the Martin Luther King Jr. Service Award. And just to remind folks, you know, everybody knows who Martin Luther King is, but let's just remind everybody, Martin Luther King was an American Baptist minister and activist, one of the most prominent leaders in the civil rights movement from 1955 until his assassination of 1968. Oh, my God. I never forgot that day. I'll never forget when it came over the radio. I'll never forget when Bobby Kennedy went into the folks and, and announced it. I mean, it was a tragic day. It's such a great man with such a great message. Uh, the second person that was honored was another wonderful, wonderful woman in our community, and that's Mayor Natalie Rogers. She's the mayor of Santa Rosa, and she received the, Sh uh, the Shirley Chisholm uh, Service Award. Now, Shirley Chisholm is definitely one of my heroes. I mean, she stood out and stood up. Let me tell you, she was a powerful, powerful voice. So let's do a little reminder about Shirley Chisholm. Shirley Anita St. Hill Chisholm was the first African-American woman in Congress in 1968. The first woman in African-American to seek the nomination for president of the United States from one of the two major political parties in 1972. Her model and title of her autobiography, Unbought and Unbossed. Boy, Shirley, you were one strong person, unbought and unbossed. Illustrates her outspoken advocacy for women and minorities during her seven terms in the United States House of Representatives. I just loved Shirley Chisholm. And then Nancy Rogers. Nancy Rogers, my claim to fame is that she's one of my, uh, she's my neighbor. We've been friends for 35 years now. She's the president of the North Bay Black Chamber of Commerce, and she received the Fannie, Fannie Lou Hamer Service Award. And what I love about this war, award is that they brought Fannie Lou Hamer to the front. She was born Fammy Lou Thompson on October 6, 1917 in Montgomery County, Mississippi. She was the daughter of sharecroppers. Hammer began working the fields at an early age. Her family struggled financially and often went hungry. In uh, Fammy Lou Hamer was a civil rights activist whose passionate depiction of her own suffering in a racist society helped focus attention on the plight of African Americans throughout the South and the plight of women. In 1964, working with the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, SNCC, Hammer helped organize the 1964 Freedom Summer African-American Voter Registration Drive in her native Mississippi. 
At the Democratic National Convention later that year, she was part of the Mississippi Freedom Democratic Party, an integrated group of activists who openly challenged the legality of Mississippi's all-white segregated delegation. What courage this woman had. And she was beaten so bad, she almost died. And she still stood up and said, let my people go, for heaven's sake. Another winner of another award is a, a woman who's very, very impressive. And another dear friend, Letitia Hunky. She's the president of the Lyme Foundation and owner of ARS Roofing in Santa Rosa. And she won the Madam C.J. Walker Service Award. Now, what's so amazing is when you start doing the history, like I looked, I said, who in the heck was C.J. Walker? And why was an award? Well, C.J. Walker was an amazing woman. She was born Sarah she was called herself Madam C.J. Walker. She was born Sarah Breedlove on December 23, 1867. She was an African-American entrepreneur, philanthropist, and political and social activist. She is recorded, listen to this, as the first female self-made millionaire in America in Guinness's Book of World Records. Multiple resources mention that although other women, like Mary Ellen Pleasant, might have been first, her wealth was not as well documented. So here, here we have a young African-American woman who ends up doing a whole line of makeup and wonderful things for, for black women. And here she was the first millionaire, really. And she's in the Guinness Book of Records. Amazing. And you don't find these things out. You know, there's a, there's an old saying. I love it on the National Women's History Alliance, which, by the way, we're going to kick off Women's History Month next month. We'll have, um, uh, we'll have uh, Molly McGregor will be on, who is one of the co-founders of it. And it's just amazing what, what the, what our history uh, brings to us. And then the last person who was honored, and I just, this woman, oh, Jackie Elrod. She's the former mayor and now councilwoman at uh, Roner Park City Council. And she won the Rosa Park Service Award. Wow, the Rosa Park Service Award. You know, a little reminder, Rosa Parks was, I mean... This woman really stood up for what she believed. Uh, Rosa Parks, who was born Rosa Louise McCauley. She was born February 4th in 1913 in Tuskegee, Alabama, and she died in 2005. She was American civil rights oops, activist whose refusal to relinquish her seat on a public boss uh, priest started the 1959 Montgomery bus boycott in Alabama, which became the spark that ignited the civil rights movement in the United States. You know, I was a young mother when all this was happening. And what was so amazing to me was, <coughs> excuse me, is when I was watching television and Rosa Parks, they didn't give up the speech, and they had the Montgomery, uh, the Montgomery March, and then they had the, they had a horrible, horrible beating of all these people that were trying to get freedom and equality. And I remember seeing the dogs, you know, and I said to myself, is this America? I mean, come on, is this our country? We're putting dogs on young children? I mean, I, I, I just couldn't believe it, and I couldn't believe it when, when, uh, little, uh, uh, this young little girl was trying to integrate uh, 
uh, white schools, and I saw all these young white young boys and girls, you know, under they were under fifteen, all screaming all these horrible, horrible racist things. And I thought to myself, this isn't America. And here we are in twenty twenty three. We're having shootings all over the place, all kinds of different things. And I'm still saying, this is not America. <laughs> you know, when are we going to grow up? When are we going to change? When are we going to start looking at ourselves as a human family and acknowledging all these amazing people? I mean, here we gave five awards to local people in our community, and the awards were showing that they are standing on the shoulders of some pretty powerful people who took amazing risk to get us where we are. You know, I'm not going to name I'm not going to name names, but there was a a woman that made a very, very prominent position, and she said she was a, a black woman. She says, oh, I could have made it. It didn't matter. You know, I could have made it whether they have the civil rights or not. Really? Really? I don't think so. You know, I don't think so. I mean, look what it took. Look what it took just to come come to America. I mean, it just it's just amazing. There's a lot to think about. And there's a lot of celebration going on. So before we take a musical break and bring our guest on, I have one more little announcement to make, and that's going to be uh, something happening at the Community Baptist Church of Santa Rosa, and they'll be hosting a Black American History Festival celebration on Saturday, February 25th from 10 to 3 p.m. The event is free and available to the whole community. And Ken and I will be there. We're going to have a little table, and if you come and say hi, I'll be happy to give you a, a little bit of a card and with the uh, Women's Spaces Pledge and um, and just say hi, shake your hands, and just let let me know if you're listening to Women's Spaces and what you think of the show and what you think about some of the ideas that we that we come up with. Well, there's a lot there's a lot to think about, an awful lot to think about. But like I say over and over again, our history is our strength, and I hope that just listening to all these people who People were standing on the shoulders who spoke out for freedom and equality, put their lives on the line. I mean, Dr. King was assassinated. Why was he assassinated? Because he was supporting a union. He was supporting the workers. He was supporting equality. I mean, it's it's a sad day when you start thinking about it. But at the same time, you might try to kill the person. But I got news for you. You can't kill the dream. You cannot kill the hope. It's here. It's here in this room with the young children that we're going to be talking to today. It's here with their with their parents who are so involved and are trying to make a better world, a better place for them to be, which affects all of us. You know, and, you know, one of the things I say all the time over and over is our children are the future. We must never lose sight of that. And also when we think about children as a mother, as a grandmother, and now as a great-grandmother, I feel responsible for all children. Now, why do I feel that way? You know what? You're, am I a martyr? No, I'm not a martyr. But the way I think, if it happens to one child, it can happen to anybody's child. That's why we have to protect all children. Because our children are the future. They li- Well, they live that's what they learn, and that is the world that we give. And when we look at the world today, we have to scratch our head and say, hmm, I don't know if we did such a good job. We still have all this racism, all this division, you know. Maybe we need to re-look at it. Maybe we need to come together again and start talking about it and say, what's going on here? And then when we look at wars, you know, war is not the answer. If war were the answer, we would have had peace a long time ago because human beings have been warring forever and ever and ever. And we're still warring. So, you know, there's... 
just a lot to think about. Well, we're going to take a, a musical break, and I'm I'm really excited about this because <clears throat> I'm doing an original song, and it's not every day that we get this to happen. And I listen to the song several times. It's a to me, it's a it's a a, a a song of hope. It's also a song about religion, and it's also a song about telling your child how important they are and that they can that they are gifted. You know, I remember when uh, Nina Simone came out with Young, Gifted, and Black. I mean, that that's so important to realize that as a child coming to the world, you are gifted. You are special. And then when we return, I will be talking with, uh, excuse me, my voice, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm just a little bit... Uh, I don't know. I guess I'm excited because I have all this energy in the room. When we return, I will be talking with Chantel Reese, and we'll be talking about the Sonoma County chapter of the NAACP, the National Association of Colored People. We are very blessed to have a a chapter here in Sonoma County, and we'll be talking about that. And then also we'll be talking about the fashion show that's happening and some of the other events that are be going on. So let's go ahead. We're going to play the song. It's called Gifted, an original song written by Sydney. Davenport and sung by her granddaughter Anya Davenport and I'm really really excited about this song and so when we return we're going to have a wonderful lively conversation let's go ahead Ken and play that song God to God to God heal me God to God to God heal me God to God to God heal me she's
my God. Sydney Davenport wrote that for her granddaughter. What a beautiful song. Gifted and beautiful. Oh, thank you so much, Sydney, for sharing that and, and for your beautiful granddaughter putting on such a wonderful presentation. Thank you so much. Boy, I'll tell you something. Women's spaces, we have a place. We are making space for not only all women, but young women. I'm so excited about that. For you just joining in, I want to remind my listeners the opinions expressed here are not necessarily the opinions of the station, its board of directors, its members, and women's spaces. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Women's Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine B. Holtz. And for, without further ado, I want to introduce my guest. Joining me in the studio is Chantel Reese, a member of the Sonoma County NAACP and chair of their Youth Works Program. Welcome, Chantel. Welcome to Women's Spaces. Hi, it's a blessing to be here. Well, thank you, really. And it's really, I think it's just great to have you and the young folks and just to be able to talk about this wonderful celebration that's happening. So I want to tell my folks a little bit about you. Is that okay, Chantel? Go ahead. <laughs> I, I have folks send me their bio, and I changed yours around a little bit. So Chantel Reese is a native of Santa Rosa. She has a BA in child development from Sacramento State University. Her background includes working with the County of Sonoma for 18 years, 10 years at Juvenile Hall, and the last eight years in Human Services Department. She is a single mom and has two daughters, age 18 and 13 years old. She is a board member of the Bridge to the Future Right of Passage Program, a five, eight-month program for any student between the ages of 14 and 18 years is eligible to join the program. Chantel is on the uh, Santa Rosa Chiefs Community Ambassador Team. She also participates in CREED, the Sheriff's Community Roundtable for Equity, Engagement, and Diversity. She is co-chair for the YouthWorks NAACP, and she likes to play soccer. She likes to work out daily, and she's a believer in prayer. Anything else you'd like to add, Chantel? Um, no, it's just a privilege to be here and uh, share the space with you all. Well, thank you, and thank you for being here. So let, let's start. Let's just talk a little bit about, you know, the NAACP has been around a little bit a long time. Give us a little history about the NAACP here in our community. Anything that you'd like to share about that? Um, so our local Sonoma County branch was established in 1953 and um, we have a couple of committees uh, that we kind of so the mission is basically to end uh, racial uh, based hate right Um, our mission is to ensure the political educational social and economic equality of rights of all persons and to eliminate racial hatred and racial discrimination and we go about that by um Having committees, so we have a couple committees for our local branch. There, the Armed Service and Veterans Affairs Committee, the Criminal Justice Committee, Education Committee, Environmental Justice Committee, Health Committee, Housing Committee, Membership Committee, and of course the Youth Works Committee, which I'm the co-chair of. Talk a little bit about the Youth Corps, that committee with the youth. What What are some of your goals and some of the ideas around that? And what are some of the challenges at the Sonoma? I know the Sonoma County chapter. I know just African-American people in our community in general are having some major challenges lately. But what, what are some of the challenges that the NAACP is looking at and working with? Well, it seems to be a lot. Our schools are really impacted with racism. And so... 
it's when something happens or something's going on as a parent, we can always reach out and say, hey, we need a little bit more support, right? Because we're not being heard. Our kids are experience, having some experiences that are very um, driven by hatred and racism. And so as one person, as a parent, you know, it can get overwhelming trying to always advocate. So bringing in um, the NAACP is huge for us because it gives us support and almost like we're being heard when we have that additional advocacy. You know what I, I don't understand, Chantel. You know, a child is a child, and I don't understand why people don't understand that. I mean, it's really perplexing to me. Well, what are, what are you know, here you are. How does, how does the NACP go about supporting some of these challenges? I mean, give, give me an, an example of something that, that you might do. Oh, for example, um, well, recently I've had an incident with my daughter at the school, and so um, we went and met with the principal, the superintendent, and then we had the president of NAACP kind of talk about some of the type, the rights that we have as parents, as my daughter had as a student, to kind of address what was going on because it wasn't she wasn't being heard, you know, the, her experience, what she went through. Did you feel that helped? Oh, absolutely, because. It happened earlier in the school year, and I didn't go in with NAACP, and so the issue continued. So now that I've had uh, a little bit more support and advocacy, I feel like um, there's been a little bit of change. Not much, but a little bit of change. And also you're not alone. Exactly. You know, you have support. You have support behind you, which is so very important. Well, talk a little bit about the Youth Works program. What is that all about, and what what does that entail? Um, So... Basically, it gives the youth an opportunity to kind of get involved in the community. Um, we reach out. It's open to all. Well, basically, um, as young, we as early as we have some one-year-olds who are going to participate in the fashion show. But I think it goes up to 21 years of age for the specific YouthWorks membership. But basically, we invite the youth to our meetings and say, hey, what is going on here in Sonoma County? How are you affected as African-American children, you know, what would you like to do out here? How would you like to be seen? How would you like to be heard? Have you had some experiences um, where some things have happened that have been done to you unfairly? This is your safe space to kind of talk about things. First, we always give the youth the opportunity to kind of say, hey, is there anything that's bothering you that's happened to you in the community? Let's talk about it. Let's share. Can we um, mobilize? Is this something we can discuss? Do you need the support? And we always offer that space because sometimes kids are going through so much, have endured so much, and they really don't have a platform or an opportunity to kind of talk about it. So during our meetings, you know, some issues have come up and it's like, wow, okay, can we bring this up to the NAACP? Can we bring this up in a meeting and see how we can um, kind of operate? But then we also have some fun events, right? So last year we had the, our first kickball game. And that was really exciting. The youth coming um, and playing kickball. Adults were playing. I mean, all ages were playing. My mother was in there playing at the kickball event. We had a barbecue at the Pioneer Park. And then we had um, a Halloween little meet and greet where we had pizza and different games and candy. And oh, and then we also um, hooked up at the fire station. So then the kids had the tour of the fire um, station and there was a call, so they got to see everything going on and the paramedics. So it was just really neat um, having that opportunity. 
Well, you know, it sounds like, you know, that old saying, it takes a village (laughs) to raise a child. It sounds that's exactly what is happening, that people are coming together. I mean, when I listen to what you're offering youth in in your Youth Works program, I say to myself, my goodness, you know, like I said, I just got through writing my own biography, writing this, uh, an article, and I thought, my God, I wish I would have had that kind of support when I was growing up. I mean, I think it's very, uh, it's very, very important. Now, as far as, as, as the Youth Works program and all these other programs, who supports the NAACP and, and how can people become members? I mean, is it, is it open to everybody or is it just for black people? What, what is the, the protocol? Oh, all, all people are welcome. We welcome allies. We welcome people of all races. It doesn't matter. It's all for the cause of ending racism, right? Racism happens to everybody. It doesn't matter. Um, so, therefore, we have a, you could go to the NAACP Sonoma County website and you can join to become a member. And we have monthly meetings, usually the first Monday of the month um, on Zoom. And we just started in person maybe a couple months ago. So, yeah, anyone is welcome to attend, um, be a part of it, and just hear what's going on and be involved and engaged. Well, it's just amazing. So before we take a a musical break and we're going to bring on two young women who are participating in this fashion show that's happening, talk a little bit about this fashion show that's happening in Pioneer. You know, what what is the purpose of it? What do you hope the young people get out of it? And what do you hope that folks coming get out of it? Yes, so we tried to plan it in 2022, but due to COVID restrictions, we couldn't gather. So the kids said, hey, you know, actually... We were trying to think of something that would be creative and exciting and get, getting the kids engaged, right? Because we see the kids are always on their cell phones and, you know, they lack socialization. So what, what, what would be exciting to them? So we kind of came up with the idea of a fashion, fashion show really because on Sunday nights, I have family night with my family, with my parents, my brothers, my kids, right? So we have three generations there. And while we're all eating dinner, my daughter was, comes downstairs in an outfit and she'd gone through my grip my mom's closet and was modeling different decades of clothing and my mom's like get out of here go put my clothes back and we thought oh my goodness this is hilarious and entertaining and we're getting a good kick and my daughter at the time was about 11 and she was coming up with these different outfits out of my mom's closet so we thought that's pretty fun maybe we could present this you know for the youth and see if there's any interest so we kind of brought it to them and they were like oh yeah absolutely you know and uh, then we decided with the theme journey through time let's uh, do the different decades and have the kids pick out different outfits whatever they're inspired by choose the decades they want to wear and and then have the music with the right you know and let them kind of model and showcase themselves what what's your mom's name zenobia reese zenobia reese we got to do a shout out that grandma was so open that she let you put all those clothes on <laughs> i remember when my grandson put a, put my high heel shoes on and i just went oh my god this is amazing so thank you that's wonderful oh i and i just envy the fact so you you meet with your family once a week you have a family night oh what that i'm very envious of that that is absolutely wonderful well we're going to take a short break now. We're going to play another song. And, you know, I thought, you know, there's this one song that I am just 
crazy over, and that's called In My Daughter's Eyes. And I think, you know, when I'm thinking about your grand, your mother, you know, getting involved with the clothes and saying, you know, the kids coming down and doing all that, I mean, just the fact that they had the permission to go in the closet and kind of do those things just gives you that feeling of family, you know what I'm saying? And then I thought, this song is perfect, because in our, in our daughter's eyes, we do see the future, and we do hope for a better future for them, and I think it's very important. And then when we come back, uh, I'm going to be doing an interview with the two young women that were are going to be involved in the uh, fashion show, and that's going to be Lila and Ania, and I'm really excited about that. So let's go ahead. We're going to take a musical break right now, and we're going to play My Daughter's Eyes. So let's go ahead, and let's go ahead and play that. God, we're sitting here. I mean, we're just about ready to cry. I mean, when I think about it, in my daughter's eyes, I see the future. You know, and I looked, I looked inside my granddaughter's eyes, 
and she saw the future. And now I'm a great-grandmother looking in my two great-granddaughters' eyes and seeing the future and saying, yes, we must make a better future. Our children are the future, and we must invest in our children, and that's investing in the future. Well, welcome back. You're listening to Blooming Spaces, and I'm your host, Elaine Behold. And I'm continuing my conversation about uh, what's happening with Black History Month, and we're going to be having a special fashion show. And with me at the studio are two young guests. Uh, I want to welcome uh, Lila and Anaya. And, and let's, let's say, say hello to our audience. Let's, you go first, Anaya. Hello. Pronounce your name, my friend. My name is Anaya. And you, oh, my name's Layla. Layla. Okay, I'm going to ask you a few questions. Let's let's talk with you first, uh, Layla. You know what what grade are you in, and how old are you? Um, I'm ten years old. My and I go to Albert Biella Elementary. And what was it like hearing hearing yourself sing that song that your grandmother wrote for you? How did that make you feel? Happy. Happy about what? Happy about the song and them uh, helping me. And telling you that you have a future. Mm-hmm. And I think you just did an excellent job. I thank you so much. And and, and you, uh, let's hear your name. And, and, uh, my name's Layla, sorry. And what high school, how old are you and what high school do you go to? Um, I'm still at Cali for the K through not 8, but I'm 13. Pardon I am 13. 13. Oh, my goodness. What's it like to be 13? Uh, kind of annoying because you're not really a teenager yet, but, like, you're just bordering being a teenager. So, like, you're still really young, but then you have to do this stuff as a teenager, you know? Well, you know, it's interesting because, I believe it or not, I was once 13. And when I always <laughs> ask that question, you know, it kind of gives you the idea of, like, what was it like when I was that age? You know, I mean, your body's growing. All of a sudden, you're tall. You know, it was so funny when you and your mother walked in because I knew there was going to be one was going to be 10 years old and you were going to be 13. I said, who's the 13-year-old here? It was really, <laughs> it was very, very interesting. Well, when did you first, let, let's let's talk with you first, uh, uh, Layla. When, when did you first get involved with the fashion show i mean here you you were the one i imagine that was up there taking your grandmother's yeah. clothes talk a little bit about that when did you first did you first do so um oh well i guess when i was around 12 maybe last year because we would all go over to dinner so like we would just stay really late and i would have so much free time just i didn't want to just sit there so i'd go upstairs in my grandma's closet with like a bunch of clothes and just try on random stuff and I'd just walk downstairs and have random music playing behind it. So she had quite a quite an extensive wardrobe. Huh? <laughs> yeah. Oh well, that that must have been a lot of fun for you. Yeah. Well, I still go in there because my <laughs> grandma's like she gives me like bags and I just take some for clothes that she doesn't want because like they're like they still look cute. So I just take them a lot of time. Like I come home with bags of clothes from her. Oh, I want a grandma like that. That sounds absolutely wonderful. Well. And I talked a little bit. When did you first get involved? When you first heard about the fashion show? Were you excited about it? Were you scared about it when you thought of going into it? Well, I was excited because I was going to be sing- because I'm going to be singing my song and we'll be able to do my fashion walks with my cousins and um, my sisters, and I'll just have a lot of fun. And it made me feel happy and excited. Well, let me ask you a question. You know, I know your grandmother is pretty much into horses. Are you into horses with her? Yeah, I ride. Oh, that must be exciting. Are you going to fashion? Are you going to maybe have in the fashion show a little riding outfit or anything like that? What kind of clothes are you going to wear? It was like the 80s. 
All the 1980. Uh, what what era are you? Um, I'm doing the 2000s. So 2000s. So you have a little modern, and you have a little going back to the. Uh, uh, how did you How did you prepare? How did you prepare for this? Um, like what did I get for like clothing stuff? No, what, how did you prepare? Did you have to exercise? Did you have to Did you have to do rehearsals? Oh well, we just had a rehearsal, and we just practiced like walking and how it's gonna go. And, like, kind of the clothes that you can wear. And we had a few clothes donated. So we we brought it over to, like, the rehearsal where we were rehearsing. And we just, like, if someone wanted to use those clothes, you could use it. So we kind of just went through that and, like, what how this is going to go, like, how it's going to be in order and stuff. How about you? How did you prepare for that? Well, um, we went to... Um, the rehearsal too and we went to walk and we practiced our walks and um and yeah and we practiced our poses and what we were going to be doing at the fashion show so it sounds like they created a scene like it was the regular fashion show not that it was, you were just a bunch of kids but you were actually in a fashion show and you took it very seriously yeah. Now, I imagine, this is what I imagine, I don't know if it's true or not, but I imagine there must have been a little bit of nervousness in there, right? Like, oh, my God, everybody's going to watch it. Where, where did you get your confidence? Where, um, where, where did you pull it? Where? I guess I, I was, like, not really nervous just because, like, I had my friends there and my sister and my mom, and, like, I knew everyone, you know. But I guess, like, going on stage and stuff, I'm kind of used to it from doing a lot of dances, so... I guess, like, I will probably be nervous because it's something new. Like, I don't do modeling or just go walking down something to show off clothes. But it's going to be different than just going on stage and dancing. But we're also doing a dance for the fashion show. So I think I got my courage from there, just having people around that was comforting. Well, let, let me ask you, well, besides the, the people being around, one of the things that I learned in this last round when I had to write this story about myself, which really was a challenge, I really found out that just in the art of doing something, that that's where you get confidence. Would you, would you agree with that? Would you think that? How would you get your confidence? Well, my grandma and grandpa, they told me to I could do anything I put my mind to and that I should be brave and believe in myself because we're we us young kids have to change the world we have to change the world because because it's hard for people to change the world because it's not always easy because they don't want to listen to kids usually but we have to make a change well I see a change being made just right here in this room. You are just, both of you have touched me. I mean, you are the future, and you give me some confidence in the future. So I'm, I'm going to ask you one last question. Why do you think people should come to this this fashion show? And then afterwards, we're going to bring Chantel back on to finish, to finish talking about the NACP and give you the details. Why do you think that... People should come to your fashion show and look at you and see you. Well, I think it's just going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on, and it's going to be a good learning experience. Like, it's going to be a fun learning experience. Instead of just, like, going to school, having to learn about the same things, and having to sit down and read a book about it. But you can just see it. You're going to see people walking, dances, singing. So I think it would just be a fun experience and a good one to have. Just for anyone at any age. Well, like you me. sold me. <laughs> uh, that's great. That's great. Well, what about you? How, what do you? Why do you think people should come? Well, 
Like she said, it'll be a fun experience in that there's a message in the song that us kids and people have to come together and try to make a change and be as one and stop, like, pick up your Bibles and put down your guns because that's not what God wants you to do. He wants us to come together and be nice, be a family. He doesn't want us to shoot each other. He wants us to be nice together. He doesn't want that, but... Also, it's going to be fun at the fashion show. We're going to have, like, a little party, and it'll be nice and fun. You know, you just led us in a beautiful prayer. Mm-hmm. I have to say that. You really did. So thank. I want to thank both of you for being on Women's Faces and being so such a great guest. I wish all my guests were as articulate as the two of you. So let's go ahead and, let's go ahead and change seats, and we're going to bring Chantel back. And we're going to do some final words. Go ahead. Let's go. Let's go change. Thank you so much. Oh, my God. They just. I'm touched. I am touched. So, Chantel, tell me, how are you feeling right now? I saw you. We almost went into tears listening to In My Daughter's Eyes, listening to the two young women talk. We almost went into tears. How are you feeling right now listening to these two young women and knowing that you're responsible for this wonderful fashion show? Um, well, it's not about me. It's so much bigger than me, and it just shows, right? I'm always about highlighting black excellence, and there's so much right here in this room, from listening to Sydney, um, the song that she wrote for her granddaughter, and then you listen to her granddaughter, and she speaks, like, just so mature, but she has so much knowledge and wisdom. And then, you know, it's just, it's a privilege, it's an honor, I'm elated. And then you're listening to the music, the songs, this is what life's supposed to be. It's a celebration in here. It's like so much joy right now in here. And I'm just, I'm grateful. You know, Sydney, Sydney, come come say a few words. You know, Sydney's back there. She's being really nice. Come come say a few words. Where, what's your, oops, sorry. That's okay. What's your thought about what's going on here in this room? And it, the motivation for that song. Well, it's all about, um, you know, giving your children options and, you know, pre- putting in them what you want out of them. And this fashion show is going to um, do that for some kids that probably wouldn't have this opportunity if it wasn't um, someone's vision. Um, just like the songs I write, they're, they're a testimony. Um, and Anaya loves to be my victim. <laughs> so um, I don't know if the people hear us on Facebook. I'm, I'm always singing something, and, and Anaya's always echoing me. So it's something that she loves to do, as, as, as we can see. Do you want to take a picture, hon? You can come behind here. Go ahead and take a picture. This way we get a picture of your mom in Sydney. Hey, folks, this is live radio. We're here in Santa Rosa, live and well. Well, let's, let's finish this up, Chantel. Let's talk a little bit the last words. You know, we have the fashion show. Tell us where it's going to be, what time it's going to be, who can come, and what the whole vision is for you. Yes, yeah, so not only will there be a fashion show, but we also have the lovely prayer chapel singers that are going to perform. Thank you. <laughs> so that's exciting. We have New World Ballet going to perform. We have also, we're taking some time out to think about mental health and suicide awareness and celebrating some young women that we lost in uh, 2022 due to just mental health. And so we want to celebrate their life and, and um, appreciate them. We have an award for a young lady who's um, just kind of pretty shy and not usually highlighted. And so we're going to kind of celebrate her and just have an opportunity to really highlight our youth here in Sonoma County who usually don't, we don't hear about or are not seen, right? And yes. that was my whole motivation of just coming back, um, having this opportunity for the youth to be seen here 
um, in Sonoma County and celebrated. I think I think it helps with their confidence. I mean, just having them on the radio, just just being able to speak out. You know, you start. You know, I find that speaking out becomes like an addiction. <laughs> you know, once you start, you know, once you start getting on that path, it's very hard to be silent, and especially once you see an injustice. So, why don't you go ahead and give us a, a website and uh, tell us the address of Pioneer High School and anything else you'd like to add? Yes. Yeah, so, seventeen hundred Fulton Road in Santa Rosa. That's where it's going to be in the Performing Arts Center. It starts at 4 p.m. and there it is free. And so no tickets. You don't need to reserve anything. Just show up and just have a good time. Well, just to remind folks that all this information will be on www.womenspaces.com. And also do have a website. Um, the NAACP has a website, and I believe their Instagram has the uh, advertisement. It's also, if you're local to Sonoma County and the Press Democrat as well, we have the YouthWorks um, flyer, for, or the fashion show flyer for YouthWorks NAACP. So give the NAACP's uh, uh, website. Yeah, just you can just type in Sonoma County NAACP, and the website will show up. Any last words that you'd like to say, Sydney, about the fashion show? Anything you'd like folks to know? Well, just we appreciate them thinking of us, the Pro Chapel Singers, um, for us to be invited and perform that day. Um, there is a lot of time for the program from 4 to 6, so emphasize, please be on time, um, you know, because there's kids that are, this is going to be their first time doing something, and we want everybody to see them. Well, it's very, very exciting. Well, Chantel Reese, thank you so much for being on Women's Bases and for bringing... Can you pronounce your daughter's name? Uh, Layla. Uh, for Layla, bringing Layla on. She was just an absolute delight, just a beautiful, beautiful young woman. And, and congratulations, really. I wish you both all the success with this fashion show. And also, Sydney, thank you so much for providing that song. And give us your granddaughter's name. Anaya Davenport. Anaya Davenport. And what a beautiful young woman. I mean, I, I really believe she led us in a prayer yes. when she said that. You know, And if folks have any problem with prayer, I'm sorry about that. I'm an activist. I'm a progressive. But I'll tell you something. I believe in prayer. I believe in spirituality. And I believe in universality and all of us coming together. So thank you all for being here. It's been my pleasure. And it's just been such a heartfelt show and I thank you and I'll definitely we'll be there at the fashion show and we will see you so thank, thank you. you so much well folks that's it for our show boy I want to say thank you to Chantel Reese and her daughter Layla Panero and to Davin, to Sydney Davenport with her uh, granddaughter um Anya, Anya, oh my God, you know something, I'm great at destroying names and I really apologize for that. Hey, a reminder, you know, I say this every single show, our children are the future and we must never lose sight of that. And I hope, I mean, when just listening to these young women, just seeing that they have parents that are, that are educating them, providing books, providing activities, providing a space for them to speak out, just hear how articulate they are and, and the confidence that they have in themselves as well as in other people, you know, knowing that there's a safe place for them, all these different things that make a world safe for a child. And once that, that safety is there and they go out in the world, let me tell you something, they make a lot of difference. And then a reminder, Please tell your friends Women's Spaces will be aired again at 11 o'clock this evening. 
I'm so excited. I get to listen to my own show. It took me years to listen to my own show. Also, I'm available for speaking engagements. And if you have any announcements, like you'd like someone has an anniversary or, you know, a birthday or anything like that, please email me at ElaineBholtz at gmail.com. I'm so happy to announce that. I really am. And also support your public radio. It's very important. You know, we are community radio and it's very important that the community supports us. Well, this is Elaine B. Holtz, and you have been listening to Women's Spaces. And I have to say something. You know, I say this all the time. Our children are the future. I say it over and over and over again. And why do I say that? Because they are the future. You know, when, at one time, we were the future. You know, at one time, your parents were the future. You know, I love what the Native Americans say. We have to plan for seven generations. Imagine if we planned for seven generations what the world would be like. Anyway, this is Elaine B. Holtz. You've been listening to Women's Spaces. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to being with you the next time. Take you home now The woman in your life She can wait so easily She knows everything you do Because the woman in your life is you Because the woman in your life The woman in your life The woman in your life The previous Women's Spaces show was recorded on Monday, February 20th, 2023.